0: Hi, fam. Welcome back to a solo Freckled Foodie and Friends episode. Again, I'm having a lot of fun doing these and I'm getting a ton of great feedback. So I hope you guys are enjoying them as much as I am. I want to chat about a topic that I've touched on briefly on my Instagram stories lately. And I'm kind of struggling with what to call it because I don't know if it's sober curious. I'm not honestly, I don't want to put a label on it. So maybe we're just going to call this episode, I haven't drank in a month and I feel great. I don't know. But we're chatting all about my decision to kind of currently and potentially temporarily cut back on alcohol consumption, what that looks like, how I feel, the thoughts you guys have, my relationship with alcohol some other stuff that's going on, some recent events of where I haven't drank and how I feel, and honestly, just like everything about this topic. So let's dive the hell in. Come on in, take a seat. So I think it's important to start this conversation, like let's rewind and just unpack my relationship with alcohol, I guess. And I did an episode a long time ago. I honestly think it might have been when I was cutting back on alcohol, which I've done before. Um, And I'll link it, but it's like a very, very early podcast episode, I think, and it's my relationship with alcohol. So I'll share that if you want more of an in-depth dive into my relationship with alcohol. But I guess to start from the beginning, I definitely come from a family who likes alcohol. I guess that's the way to put it, um, enjoys their alcohol consumption. So from a young age, it was very normalized for me, like cocktails and wine and such were always had with dinner or or after dinner um you know parties alcohol was definitely flowing so it was it, it was always something that was around and i think that does play a role in this because it's interesting when i talk with my friends and we all reflect on our childhood and the role that alcohol played and how it does impact our relationship with it and i think it impacted it in a wonderful way in the sense of it was never this forbidden fruit so In high school, maybe like starting junior and senior year, you know, I was going to parties and I had an open relationship with my parents and open discussion where they kind of – they knew I was drinking and I was obviously just being safe about it where I wasn't driving. They were either picking me up or we were having the parties and obviously people have opinions about that but I think we'd be – naive to think that high schoolers aren't drinking at parties. And the way that my parents dealt with it was let's have the open stream of communication. I want to know what's happening. I want to know the truth. I want to be not kept in the dark. And I was very respectful of that. And therefore, they were respectful of me. And I just think that I had a healthy relationship from the get-go because I was never someone who was at a high school party like Getting too drunk, blacking out, having to get picked up, throwing up—I was never that person at the parties. And similarly, when I got to college, it wasn't like this. Oh my gosh, now I'm free to do whatever I want because my parents aren't here. I was like, oh okay, alcohol, great, fun, whatever. And obviously, I—not obviously—I hate that I even said that, but yes, there were nights where I was very drunk, and you know, I went to a very heavy drinking culture college. It was a small liberal art school, Lafayette, where if you're in Greek life, drinking is very prevalent. Same with if you're on a sports team. So we definitely partied. I will say though, I do still think I always had a relationship with alcohol where I am very, I was, I still am. I am someone that realizes I've had too much and I'm good now where I don't think that's the case for everyone based on just behavior I witnessed in college um, and honestly still sometimes. So I was someone who was not, I, I was never, ugh, how do I say this? I was not the friend that was always too drunk, I guess is the context. So I do think that I had a healthy relationship with alcohol. Coming out of college, same way. like It was also hard for me because my friends like to party And I've said this before with my job, like I couldn't be hungover at work and I was getting up at the ass crack at dawn. And so I had to leave a lot earlier. And, you know, there were nights where I would sit out on things or I would say no to the extra shots or the drinks. And I think there was a part of me that felt like, is this going to make me feel Excluded? Is this going to hinder my relationships? I honestly, it's hard for me to like put myself back in those shoes because it was 10 years ago. Um, But if I were feeling that, which I do think I did, I hate that that was even a feeling because it's not something that my friends were like putting on me at all, but it was more so the society. And like belief. I don't know what it is, but what society puts on us of like drinking culture being only fun and none of the downsides. Maybe that's my issue. So fast forward a bit. With my accident, I was not drinking for honestly, I think it was like six months because I definitely wasn't drinking during disability, which was two months. And then after that, it was just really impacting my headaches. And I think that's when I had the hardest time because that felt like it wasn't a decision that I was making, it was made for me. And I missed the ability to have the fun nights out, to drink without worrying about how I was gonna feel. And I don't mean like, obviously we get hungover, but it was like one drink and I'd be debilitated with a headache the next day. And that really was hard for me, that period, because I was fine being sober, but I was really frustrated that the decision was made without my input. I think that's what it was. I felt like it got stripped from me. I was younger. I was 27. And I was just like, a re- my relationship with Joe all of a sudden felt so different because I couldn't really be spending time out. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this was a huge part of our relationship going out, even out to dinners, like loud restaurants. So I think that all is kind of a different story to unpack because my struggles with that time period were more about the struggles Rooted in the accident and the effect and impact it had, and how I felt helpless, and how it wasn't my decision. So, fast forward to today. Obviously, I didn't drink during pregnancy. Like, well, I did have like a few glasses of wine and things, but I wasn't drinking. And my relationship with alcohol, this also, I want to go back. Sorry, I'm all over the place this morning. It's Monday morning. It was a very long weekend, but going back just for a second, um, When I also said that alcohol was prevalent in like my childhood, I think that played a role in my like night drinking or just like casual drinking. Because for me, I'm someone that's always like, I, I like the taste of alcohol. I love the, I think it's like an extension of my meal where I'm like, Oh, if I'm having a good pasta dish, I want a great glass of wine Oh, if it's like a great seafood meal and it's a summer night, I want a crisp white wine. Like, I want a spicy margarita with things. I want a beer with things. Like, that's how I think of alcohol and that's what I really enjoy about it. And with the fact that I grew up with it being so prevalent and normalized, I definitely am someone who would want, like, I oftentimes have glasses of wine on the couch while I'm watching TV. Like that type of casual drinking, which I don't think everyone does. And it's interesting to unpack with my friends because some of my friends are like, I only will drink at like social settings or weddings. And I'm like, that's and and some of those friends, and they would admit this, are like zero or a hundred. It's either they're not drinking or they're fucked up. And I feel like I'm usually in the middle ground of that where I'm drinking more regularly, but less intensely when I do. And so in that case, I think I do have a very healthy relationship with alcohol. That being said, it does not feel right now like it's serving me. Even though I think I have a healthy relationship with it and I don't think I abuse it, I still think it plays a negative impact and role on my mental health. Like, I very heavily realize that my anxiety and depression are heightened when alcohol is involved. And I don't mean just heavy drinking. Like, look look at my postpartum experience. I was having glasses of wine most nights. Um, and then a few nights a week, maybe like a little bit more. If we were going out to dinner, I was having a cocktail or Three cocktails normally. Um, and then there were nights where I was just like going out. And yes, I was drunk. Not like I, I can't remember the last time I blacked out, but yes, I was drunk. And those hangovers, as a mother, like obviously, this I'm not saying everyone feels this way. And I think you can relate to this topic if you're not a mom. This isn't for moms only, but I just also want to include the por- portion of this conversation that has to do with motherhood, where as a mom, like, Those were the days that I did not want to mom the most. Those were the days that I was like, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck have I done? What is my life? And I don't really want to feel that way at all. Like I would love to not feel that way. And if alcohol is playing a major role in my emotions of feeling that way, then why would I still drink? Like, I think that's what it comes down to where I'm just like, if I'm more anxious... If I'm more depressed, if I'm struggling more after drinking, then why am I doing this to myself? Like that's a really interesting thing to unpack for everyone if you're feeling the way I feel. And I feel over the honestly over the past few years, whenever I hear people talking about their so- sober curiosity or their decision to be sober or whatever, I do always feel this sense of kind of jealousy. And I'm like, that would be so amazing. I wish I could be that person. Like, I wish I could just not drink. And I think that's so sad that I feel that way. Because like, why would I spend all this time wishing that I was doing something or that I could do something when like, I definitely fucking could. I could just do it. I don't have to wish. I could just do it. And I think a lot of it, look, I have to recognize the fact that I actually enjoy the act of drinking and I enjoy alcohol. So like that's why that that plays a huge role in it. But a large role is society. And that can't go unnoticed. Like why do we feel that we have to do something? And I do think that it's associated with this idea of being quote unquote fun. And I think that it's – it's hard because yes, alcohol obviously lowers your inhibitions. It like breaks down these walls. People do change. But also, can't we be fun without it? And like I think I definitely can. And this weekend shows. I have not so now let's let's get into why and how long it's been. I have not drank in a month. Um, I had a few weekends in a row where we were going out. And I just was feeling like shit. I was feeling so anxious. And even on the nights where I was having just a glass or two on the couch, I do think it played a role into my anxiety the next day. I, I honestly do. And there was one night a month ago where we went out and I had three drinks. It wasn't like I was like heavily, heavily drinking. And Sunday just felt like shit. And I was like, I'm gonna cut back on drinking. It is not serving me. It's it's honestly bringing me down So why not just cut back and see? And there was zero expectation. I thought maybe I'd last like maybe a few days. And again, this isn't something that I'm like setting out with black and white rules and steadfast. I'm sober and I'm always gonna be sober. That's not the case at all. I do think alcohol will play a role in my life. It's just maybe it'll play a different role in my life. And you know what? We're allowed to go through phases. This is not, I'm not preaching to anyone that you should be doing something. I'm expressing what's happening with me And maybe it sparks a conversation or a train of thoughts for you. Maybe it sparks a change. I don't know. This is honestly just me unpacking all of this. Um, But I'm kind of honestly shocked it's been a month. And I have had social stuff. I have gone out. I have done dinner. I have done dates. I have done weddings. So this past weekend, I was like, always thinking, leading up to it, like, of course, yeah, that'll probably be the weekend I drink and whatever, and I'll see. And Friday night, we're at the welcome party, and Joe's like, do you want me to get you a drink? I'm going to the bar. And I allowed myself the ability to like think about it, and I was like, honestly, I don't want one. And he was like, okay, that's great. And I just kept saying, no, I don't want one. And every time he'd grab a drink, he'd ask, not in like a pressuring way, just like, let me know if you change your mind, what are your thoughts? And every time I thought about it, I allowed myself the room to really consider it. And I was like, nope, not interested. And I also want to include the caveat that like cannabis plays a large role in my life. And cannabis allows me to feel a little bit looser, I guess, um, and have a little bit more fun without the mental rep, mental health repercussions of alcohol the next day and it's hard for me to fully I'm confused on how to share all of this because then I'm also like well am I just relying on something else to do what alcohol was doing like can't I can I have fun sober I think you can I'm not saying anyone has to do anything I think you can have fun sober but for me here's my like drawback well a cannabis like regularly why I love it is because honestly I just think it 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 gets me to the happiest version of myself that might be sad but like that's very true and I think a lot of people agree with that um but really it taps into this like slow down creative seeing the small things and appreciating mindset that I thoroughly enjoy and I am all for that I'm all for cannabis um But personally, what I struggle with is I have a hard time being with people, and not everyone's going to agree with this, but like if I'm dead sober, I do struggle a little bit being in like a party setting with people very drunk late in the night. And so like dinners, dates, all that, of course, I'm totally fine being completely sober. But weddings are like a different ballgame. And I'm like regretting this as I say this because I'm like, I feel like this is going to give mixed messaging and people are going to judge me. But we're we're honest on here and that's the whole point of this podcast. Um, But I do just – I would like a little something personally for nights like that. Um, And so I also chose not to drink at the wedding – And I did surprise myself by that decision because I thought I definitely was going to drink. But again, every time that like it came up where people were getting drinks or I went up to the bar to get something, I was like, I just don't fucking want it. And shouldn't I listen to that voice? Like, shouldn't I lean into that and just follow my intuition? I think that's the whole point of this, right? My whole thing that I'm trying to get across is like, you have to follow your own intuition. You have to decide what is best for you. You have to decide... What works for you, and you have to decide what's important to you. And for me, what's important to me is like feeling like my best version of myself, and that's the bottom line. And just alcohol is not doing that, and cannabis actually does help with that. So for me, I don't want to feel depressed every time I drink, I don't want to feel depressed every Sunday morning or like Friday or Saturday mornings or whenever the day after I'm drinking. I want to enjoy my life, I want to have fun with Liam, I want to have fun with my husband, I want to have fun with my friends. And I don't want to constantly be questioning things and having my anxious mind rattle and feeling depressed. And for me, that means temporarily right now, cutting back and out alcohol. Um, And I did say this on my stories, and I'm not going to dive into it too much because I don't think I am in a position yet to fully discuss the topic and to inform or educate others whatsoever. Like this will definitely be an upcoming podcast episode, 110% guys, I promise, just not yet. Um, But I did take mushrooms at the wedding in chocolate form, like an edible form. Um, This was my second time experiencing with mushrooms. I personally thoroughly enjoyed the experience. It was a very light, like micro-dosing experience. It just took a little off, let me feel things a little more. Like I just felt very free and everything was a little lighter and funnier and a tad more enjoyable. And I had the fucking best night ever. I'm not going to lie. Like I had so much fucking fun at this wedding. And you guys were, it was so interesting to receive all of the feedback you guys gave me from my social media this weekend. And you were all like, you seem so fucking happy. And I really am. And it makes me so happy to say that because this has been a wild ride of a year, especially. And I've had many, many lows and I've shared majority of those lows with you all. And I think it's also important to share the highs. Like I feel very happy right now. And I have to acknowledge that I've started to feel a lot happier ever since I cut out alcohol. And that just can't be overlooked. And at this wedding, I bet if you asked anyone there if I was drinking, they would have all said yes. I mean, obviously my friends, my friends did know I wasn't drinking because I was like saying every time they, they were taking shots or wanting drinks, I'm like, no, I'm good, I'm not drinking. And so it was a topic of conversation in the sense that I was talking about it with them, not like defending myself, it just came up. So yes, they technically knew, but if you asked a bystander or if you asked any of my friends, oh, like, was it weird that Kimmy wasn't drinking or a bystander, oh, was that girl drinking? No one would have known. Like, it wasn't this thing. I was the, on the dance floor the entire time having the time of my fucking life. Because again, like... I can be the best version of myself without alcohol. And I do want to talk about society's and friends' reactions because I think that plays a large role in why people are drinking. Um, One of you sent in, I know alcohol makes me anxious and my hangovers last all day, even after a couple of drinks. I enjoy social drinking at dinner or happy hour, but I don't love pounding vodka sodas at a bar. I'm 23 and I feel like that's all my social circle does. I feel awkward not having a quote unquote legit reason for not wanting to drink. I don't mind being sober and going out, but everyone always asks why. Another one of you said no is a full sentence. Why do I need to constantly provide an excuse for not wanting to drink? So these are two very good points. And I think the person who's 23 here is coming from – like it's hard for me to completely speak on this because I, it feels so far removed from my current reality. But I do remember people constantly being like, but why? But why? And, and the pressure. And that this does bother me and I still get it sometimes. Usually it's from oh, – how do I say this? The, I will say this honestly, Okay and people might have a problem with this but this is what i've come to notice the people who have the hardest time with you choosing not to drink are the people who have the unhealthiest relationship with alcohol i thoroughly believe that i honestly believe that and that look i'm there are some people who are very close in my life And I I do put them in that category. Like, I do think that the people who struggle or that make you feel badly about not drinking or get angry at you for not drinking or pressure you to drink, those are the people that really need to look at their relationship with alcohol. Because why does it matter to them? Like, if I choose not to drink, it really should not matter to anyone. It shouldn't. It honestly shouldn't. That's like someone being pissed that I'm like, oh, I'm not eating gluten that's it. It doesn't fucking matter. It should not matter. If I say no to a drink, that's it. That's all that matters. I said no. Like We don't need a reason to be sober curious. We don't need a reason to be sober. We don't need a reason to choose not to drink. And I think it's so fucked up when people make you feel badly or guilty or uncomfortable for your decision to do something. And I've been on the other side of this where someone's like, oh no, I'm not drinking. And you know what the... Easiest responses, okay, awesome. That's it. You don't even have to ask why. And I've been in the situation where people gave me shit or asked me further questions and it's made me feel really uncomfortable. And I can say to you that like I think my biggest piece of advice would just be remember that your decision is the only one who's mat who actually matters. Like your thoughts on this topic are the only ones that matter. And it's up to you, and that's it. And you don't really owe anyone more of an explanation. But it's so freeing for me now to be in a position in my life where this past weekend, for instance, my friends, no one cared. No one cared. And I unfortunately think a lot of that comes with age, but no one cared. And it was so interesting. There was one the morning of the wedding, we were like, we were all hanging out, and everyone was pretty hungover from the welcome party. And we were tired and we were talking about things. And a few people were like, I fucking hate alcohol. I'm so over it. I hate it. I hate alcohol. And it's so funny for me because we're all saying that yet we, me included, with the exception of this past month, we all go back to doing it. So like, what, what is it? I think it's this society picture that has been put on us of like, alcohol equals fun and you can't be fun without it. And you have to do it. And if you don't do it, you're missing out. And I, I call bullshit on that. I call big bullshit on that. So for me, if someone asks, I just say, no, I'm not drinking right now. And if someone asks why, and like, even if, you know, I think there is like a kind, curious way of just being like, oh, why not? Like maybe someone's just wondering, trying to make conversation. Or And then there is a pressuring of like, why? Why are you not drinking? To either one, I simply am just like, Alcohol is just not serving me right now. It makes my depression and anxiety way worse, so why would I do it? Because I also think that response, A, it shuts the person up, but B, it makes them kind of question whether that impacts them. And if it does, I hope they go further into that topic. And again, I think that's the whole point of this podcast is like I just want people to explore the question. And I do think I'll drink again. I really do. I don't think this is like a lifelong thing, but I think it will hopefully play a role in my decision as to how often and how much I consume alcohol. And I think that that is the goal of this whole thing. Someone else sent in, the freedom that came along with college brought forth some questionable drinking habits, i.e., blacking out, drinking heavily more nights in a week than not, only really socializing outside of my immediate friend group when drinking. However, and the reason I'm writing in is that these questionable drinking habits are not a rarity in many of social circ- in any of my social circles, nor in the larger scheme of college life. Binge drinking in college is obviously a larger discussed topic, but I would love to know your thoughts on how to combat the normalization of substance use and alcohol consumption in college. I go back and forth because on the one hand, I love going out, being with my friends, and I want to have a memorable final semester of college, but at the same time, I have difficulty creating the barrier between participating in heavy drinking while going out versus not drinking at all. Sometimes I would rather just stay in altogether than go out and be the sober one. The idea of being sober in my early 20s honestly just scares me because of how people will react. So again, I fucking hate that like majority of us are holding back on a decision we want to do or potentially want to, I guess, unpack or dive into because of the fear of how society will react when, like, it's so interesting because we're afraid of society reacting for us doing, like, honestly, kind of the smarter and healthier thing, which is confusing. Absolutely confusing. And I think the like sober curious mindset is becoming more of a larger topic and more discussed. And I love that for, I'm all for that movement. But I think that the college topic is like, there needs to be more of a place for people who want to go out and don't want to block out. And I don't know how that happens. And again, I'm so far removed from this that like, I don't know if I'm the person to be speaking on this, but to the person who wrote this in, I would just encourage you like, why did I say that so weirdly? I would encourage you. I don't want you to miss out on like spending time with friends and socializing because you'd rather stay in all together than go out and be the sober one. Like I want you to find that place where you're happy going out and still not blacking out. And maybe that means you get comfortable going out completely sober. Maybe that means you are out and you're Consuming alcohol in like a small manner that you enjoy, where you're still comfortable, but you're not binge drinking and blacking out. I just want you to feel comfortable while simultaneously still enjoying yourself. And there is no one size fits all for this topic, but I don't want you to feel like you have to stay in rather than go out and be sober because that's not fair. That's not fair to anyone especially you. Um, so I think it's honestly, it's all so important for us to just have this conversation with ourselves. And that is what sparked this decision for me. And I know I've said this a thousand times, but is it serving you? Because if something's not serving you, why are we doing it? Bottom line. And we are so comfortable making those decisions with like other aspects of our life. But I do think alcohol is like the last thing that people are willing to to have that conversation with. It's always the last thing we give up. And look, even me, even me going into this, how fucking sad is this? I was hoping that like I wouldn't notice a difference, which is so fucked up because that also means I was hoping I was just staying anxious and depressed. But I was hoping I wasn't noticing, I wouldn't notice a difference so that alcohol could still play a large role in my life. Now that is fucked up. But I noticed a huge difference. And so I don't know what this means, but. I also noticed that I fucking love some substances such as cannabis and evidently mushrooms. And maybe I am going down a different path of my relationships with substance and maybe it's looking differently and maybe I'm a plant person, you know? And this is something that'll have to be a whole other topic because I'm not at all well-versed enough in the conversation, especially on mushrooms. But I just know that alcohol is not doing it for me right now. Okay, another person on this topic, I love cocktails and I view social drinking as something I very much enjoy when I'm spending time with friends or going out to dinners. But then I wondered, why are you scared to change your relationship with alcohol? Why does it cause panic to think about not drinking? I think our society has a really toxic relationship with alcohol and we're only seen as quote unquote fun or quote unquote cool if it's something we partake in which in turn makes us believe that we quote unquote need it in order to have fun or be fun people. I'm still navigating how to incorporate both into my life as I don't know that I want slash can be 100% sober, but I also know that I need the medication in order to be a better version of myself. This person wrote in before this, sorry that they're on medication and that it just like wasn't vibing well with alcohol so I guess my question slash topic would be how do we authentically navigate our own relationship with alcohol while simultaneously drowning out all the bullshit that society feeds us about it why does it cause panic or fear to think about eliminating it completely and this is exactly what I was talking about before like why was I jealous of people choosing not to drink and terrified of making that decision when it's my decision like why Why did I feel like I have to? And I don't have the answer to that why. This is more of a like thought provoker or like something for everyone else to think on because I think it looks different for everyone. But why are we afraid to do what's best for us? Why are we afraid to make changes that will benefit us? Why are we afraid to maybe like swim upstream go against what like is so normalized in society. Do our own thing. Again, do I think I'm 100% sober for the rest of my life when it comes to alcohol? Not at all. No, I do not. I would love to get to a place where I can hopefully like casually drink kind of whenever and not feel that like anxious and depression the next day. That would be my dream because as I've said, I actually fucking love alcohol. So I would love to be able to consume it sparingly and not have those side effects. That is the end goal here. But that just isn't possible for me right now. And I think we all need to just take a step back. If you're listening to this episode, that means that like maybe you're contemplating it also. Take a step back, look at your relationship, and maybe just try and be like, okay, let's see how I feel if I don't drink. And again, you don't have to set these like black and white rules. I think everyone loves to have this like game plan, answer, like roadmap that you have to follow. And that's not how life has to work whatsoever. We can choose to just kind of go with the flow and see what feels good at a certain time. Obviously, if you have substance abuse problems, you probably need that black and white. And that's not what this topic is discussing. I'm not coming from a person who has experienced addiction in that manner. And I am not at all equipped to provide advice on that. But if you're someone like me, who's just kind of questioning it, feeling like it's not serving them and wondering what it would feel like to give it up, maybe try, maybe just see what happens. Because I'm kind of shocked I've never felt happier in my life. And I think that's the end line. Like never thought I'd do this, never thought I'd be the one to say this, never thought this would be the answer, but I'm my happiest fucking self without alcohol right now. So I know this was a little bit shorter. Um, honestly, that is because I'm I'm just tired. Like even though I didn't drink, we had two very late nights for me as someone who's usually in bed by 10. And it's early on a Monday morning. And we also are without childcare this week. So this had to be crunched during Liam's Oh my god, Liam. Joe and I call him that sometimes, and that just slipped out. During Liam's nap, which ends in about one minute exactly. So I have to go. Take care of that. Be a mom. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode resonated or maybe, you know, maybe it just sparked interest or some conversation within yourself or some reflection. Maybe it's a journal topic that you guys write on. I don't know, but I hope in some way this was impactful and meaningful. I kind of feel like I just said the same thing over and over again, but I really just want To encourage and inspire you all to take a step back and just see what's serving you in your life, and also like hopefully normalize the conversation a little bit. I got a lot of messages being like, "Thank you for proving that like you can be fun without alcohol. You don't need alcohol to go out, go to weddings, like be dancing." No, fuck that narrative. Hell to the no. I thrive on a wedding dance floor, whether alcohol is involved or not. Let me tell you, it is where I am my best self. If anyone wants to invite me to their wedding. I would appreciate it. I love you. Thank you for listening. If this episode resonated with you, please send a message over to at FF and Friends pod. Share it on your Instagram story, email podcast at frecklefoodie.com. And always, as always, I so greatly appreciate if you would rate and or review the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and make sure you are subscribed so that you get the new episode notification every Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I love doing this more than anything in the world. If you could be so kind as to rate and or review the show, share a screenshot on your Instagram story, whatever you feel like doing to show some love, I would really appreciate it. Obviously follow at FF and Friends Pod on Instagram and me at Freckled Foodie for more content. Thank you for being a part of the FF fam and I hope you have a wonderful day.